the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. It's incredibly sunny out there today. Beautiful. You, yeah. Kath, good to see you. Thank you. Good to be seen. As sunny and as warm as it is today, you and I are both wearing turtlenecks. Which well, is a- because it was supposed... I, I, I got to be honest. I thought it was going to be colder. I thought so, too. I really did. Yeah. And so then it kind of caught me unawares, and now it's not like I can take the turtleneck off. No, no you can't. No, no. It's, you're stuck with it. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. I kind of... I, I am yeah. where I am. Roll your sleeves up. That helps a little bit. Do that. Okay? Does it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fashion rule when you're That's hot roll nice. your sleeves no, up and doesn't I, it make a difference no i appreciate that i feel yeah, yeah. good about that John. okay so uh yesterday weekend was all football i, I gotta be honest well, i watched saturday and sunday yeah i watched hardly anything hardly any football at all i watched every game what i watched every how game. do you have the time to do that well you know that's a commitment well my dad is sick and so when you're you, you watching it with him in the room oh yeah Oh, that's not so bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, sporting events are really helpful for people who are are recuperating from illness. There's an arc there. Right, right. right. An outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're part of the game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, I get So, yeah, so we watched every game, and um, I'm super excited um, for Kansas City. Me too. I think that's the team. Yeah. Don't you? I feel really good about that. Our friend Tommy Lewis. Um, I am absolutely appalled that the Patriots have gotten to the AFC Championship (laughs) game again. That's okay. No, no, it's fine. It is, yes, it is so wrong. It is how so. You, how can you argue with that level of success? Despite all the turmoil here in Pittsburgh, all the drama, all the soap opera stuff, the Patriots continue to roll. I know. And they're not cheating. Oh, there's an argument there. Oh, come on. Oh, Mike, what is that argument? They're, they've, been, they've, caught, they've been caught cheating in the past. Do so you I think could, they're, they're going to be caught cheating again this time? They're not cheating, Mike. I what? guarantee you they probably will. That's a big old train just rolling down the tracks. Mike. I got to come up. I, you know, watching that game, I thought to myself, how can they still, still do this? I have seen this film strip before. I know. I'm sick of them. This, of course, oh. everybody outside of Boston's sick of them, outside of New England. You just had enough. I mean, I feel like this. I want to go out and get a some kind of Kansas City shirt, sweatshirt or something this week just oh, so I can on. make a statement against the enemy. Yeah, well, to me, that's the Super Bowl. This weekend, those two teams, that's the Super Bowl. I hope Kansas City crushes them. Oh, I, I hope, hope so, I too. hope it's just... 99 to Exactly, exactly. See, I don't think it's the Super Bowl because I'm pretty excited about New Orleans. Are you? They look yeah. pretty flat. I didn't think they looked flat. Come on, you saw... I thought I, that was a, pretty, I I, thought that was an, a fun game. any football that I saw, yeah. the first half was all Eagles, second half was all... Right. New Orleans. Yeah. And that wasn't like, you know, you look at that and I think, oh, the Steelers could have beaten those guys. Oh. The, you think? If it wasn't for the referees, 
the Steelers no, would have no. beaten Come those on. guys. You can't say that. That's exactly what say. I'm saying. No, you can't. That is exactly what I'm saying. Oh, no, please. The, if, if it wasn't for the if referees you're in your that game, hopes, I'm, I didn't say my playoff hopes. I'm saying that the game, the Steelers no, beat the no, Saints. No. In the, that's exactly what happened. I don't think so. Correct. Yes, it was. That is not Thank correct. You. Thank you. A number those were of two things horrible calls. The Steelers no. beat themselves. No, they did not in that yes, game. Yes, they did. They beat overall. They did not in that game. The referees beat the Steelers in that game, and the referees aren't supposed to play. We're three minutes into the show already. We're fighting. I'm just so upset about okay, it. This is just enough. I'm just so enough upset. of the football talk. All right. Okay. So you, did, if you didn't watch football, what did you do? Saturday, Saturday, um, I did housework. Okay. <laughs> Sunday, my my wife uh, runs a small business. We did a family work day at my wife's business. Fun. Yeah, we did. You know, some, moving some things and cleaning some things That's and wonderful. It was good. Yeah, it was a good day. It was a good weekend. All right, great, Mike. Football, yes or no? A little bit. I get, I get sick of watching the Patriots win. Of course. So I shut that off. Sickening. Yeah. And I started cleaning my house. You cleaned your house as what well. What the heck? Did. Okay, well, that's interesting. Because at 5 o'clock, we're going to talk about, uh, what's this called? Na- uh, or- organize Your Home Day, which is what's happening today. Hello. I'm Maria Kondo. Oh, that one. That's she, coming that, up. Uh, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. That's coming up at 5 o'clock. She's great. Mario no, Kondo. We'll Maria Kondo. We'll okay. talk about that. All right. Um, you were thinking about travel earlier today. John. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a friend of ours is a snowbird. You know, he, he packs his bags up uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. He gets on the road and travels to sunny Florida mm-hmm. where he spends three months. Comes back the like April 1st. Oh, boy, is that nice. Anyway, so I, I've been thinking about that a lot because, oh, it would be nice to do. But I, I saw this piece in uh, Fast Company. You ever read Fast Company? I don't think I have Fast read company. Fast Company. It used to be. A, oh, it used to be. That's very true of a lot. It used to be a magazine. Now it's just a website. Anyway, travel to these 13 places if you want more than justification. Now, I want a vacation, right? Who doesn't want a vacation? But what's – let me just – let me start off with this one thing. You, I bet you if you talk to – I don't know. The large majority of people would say, more than anything, what foreign city would I like to visit? Paris. Yes. Yes. So here's what they say. My sister and I have been talking about going to Paris together since we were little girls, but we never took the time to plan things out. It was always a someday conversation when we talked about it. So we finally scheduled the trip after serving as my father's caretaker. We realized how precious family time is. Those moments will stay with us. The two months we spend in Paris. Two months? Two months that we spend in, spent in Paris. The sunset over the Eiffel Tower, the Champs-Élysées, all the different things that you can do in the city of Paris. That's quite a vacation, isn't it? Now, my sister, who retired, when she retired, several of her friends, they rented a, um, what would you call it? Uh, not a flat, but they went to Rome, and they rented a house for six months. Yeah, how about that? Must be nice. You're retired. You're retired. You've saved your money well. That's what, how you- Six months of six a months. home uh-huh. in Rome? And they hired a cook. So that, you know, someone who was, you know, Italian in their kitchen, but my sister's a cook and so her friends were cooks. So they were like, you know, working together daily, going to the marketplace. That's not a vacation. That's a lifestyle change. How about uh, a connect to your heritage trip to Europe? We talked about DNA on Friday Friday show. 
So if you did that, which we advise against, but quite honestly, I went to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store on Saturday, and at the checkout, the two girls, because it was snowing, the two girls were just bored out of their mind. Boy, they sure were happy to see me because they probably hadn't seen a customer for a while. I showed up, and they were, you know, sort of entertaining, and they were having a conversation about how weird they were, and they they didn't believe. These were just young girls. They just didn't believe that they were part of their family, and both of them were committed to having a DNA test. So it could prove that they were actually (laughs) children of other parents. Exactly. I said, you don't want to do that, girls. And they were like, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, I just heard that there's this, you know, different avenues where you might be surprised at what you find out. Mm -hmm. out." And they were like, oh, well, my dad and my mom. So it was a topical conversation. Anyway, to to travel through Europe and see. Love that. Right. Now, my aunt is the uh, family genealogist. She uh, says our family is from Cork County in Ireland. And so she went there and saw firsthand the Maloney family, which is my mother's side of the family. What what did the Maloney's do in Cork County? Wouldn't that be a blast? That'd be wonderful. How about um, this? I would never do this. Have you been to the happiest place on earth? Uh. Chick-fil-A? Uh, that'd be Disney, Disney World. I have been there. You have been? It's not the happiest place Oh, your parents took you there? I've been there, too. I was there on crutches. Well, yeah, happy? I was going to say, it's not for sure not the happiest Wasn't place on earth. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, I went, in, my parents took me in seventh grade. Oh, that's prime time. And then when I was a senior in high school, I went there on a band trip. Uh-huh. I, I got to be honest, I'm not, a, I'm not a Disney fan. How about your kids? Did they ever say, Mom, let's go? My um, kids. Yeah, they did when they were little. But you said, we're not going sorry. there. Again, yeah, we're not going to do that. You know what? It's just, I mean, I, I love Dis- I've loved a lot of Disney movies. I think they've done a lot of great stuff. Just being there, it's a little too, like, artificial for me. It's too much. I think so, too. It's too much. Yeah. I would. Plus, you're standing in line your entire vacation. Right. That's rough. The entire time I'd be standing in line, I'd think, I could be sitting on the beach right now. That's what the fast passes are for. Fast passes. Have another you been thing there, Mike? Me oh, off. yeah. Oh, you have oh, been? Tell, wait, the tell fast us. Passes. I love it. I loved it there. You loved there. it? My wife and I went on our one-year anniversary. No way. Oh, and we loved it. Oh. See, we missed Absolutely out, John. No. Okay. What, what, what's the like about it, Mike? What do you... Come on. It's like a gigantic Kennywood. It's amazing. That is such a Yinzer thing to say, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to Pittsburgh dad. It's a gigantic (laughs) Kennywood. I mean, who cares? What? What was like thrilling about? I mean, after the third time we uh, rode, uh, it's a small world. I, I got enough of that. Is that the teacup thing? Yeah. No. 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 Oh, it's, those are two different things. Yeah, How about the Hall of Presidents? Is that still there? Yeah, we oh. did that. Yeah, well, that was okay. Can you imagine when Donald Trump's going to be in the Hall of Presidents? How are they, they going to do that? We did. We rode this ride. It was called Brother Bear or something like that. Oh, see. It was, it was fun, but it, I, I found it extremely racist. Oh. And okay, I mean, other than that, I had a great time. I mean, (laughs) other than that one—that's what he took away. Other than that one racist ride, (laughs) really. Mike gives Disney two thumbs up. The happiest place on earth. How about uh, uh, Fast Company says a life-changing journey to Nepal. Mm. Uh, You want to go in the Himalayas, right? So I'm going to like hike Mount Everest. Someone says in 2018, I traveled to Nepal to hike. When I came home, everything changed. I let go of the old habits that didn't work for me, and I realized that I had been living in a box with a ho- uh, with the hopes of playing it safe. After that trip, I decided to build on the inspiration that I found in Nepal. So in 2019, I am manifesting my dream and moving to L.A. <laughs> I have so much gratitude for what Nepal has shown me. Well, you're Nepal so inspired by Nepal that you're moving to L.A. That's what they're saying. Good grief! Uh-huh. 
How about uh, finding inspiration in Egypt, the pyramids, the tombs, the museums, the monuments? I'd love to go to Egypt. That would be you? fun. Sure. Yeah, be fabulous. Um, indulging your inner adventure in Greenland. Wow, that would be a cold trip. Sure, I think so, too. Yeah. How about uh, going to Pompeii? Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, I think it'd be very – yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Fast Company has 12 places to go, more than justification. All right. Wow. Okay. So are you considering any of those for 2019? I'm contacting my travel agent as soon as the show's over. Nice. Wouldn't, remember that phrase? Or contact, contact your travel agent. Yes. Well, more and more millennials are contacting travel yes. agents, which is a story we can talk about later. I think the three of us should consider taking a flat in Rome for six months. The three yeah. of us? Yeah. Let's go. Our families together for six months. Let's leave right now. That sounds like fun. We'd come back a few pounds heavier, I would imagine. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge, January 25th through 27th. Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to select area theaters. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. Featuring the best faith-focused films of 2018, plus exclusive pre-release screenings for 2019, like Run the Race from executive producer Tim Tebow, and the highly anticipated Easter release breakthrough made possible by Geneva College. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for times and locations. Sponsored by Calusi Chevrolet, Grace Wellness Center, and J&D Waterproofing. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Does what you think affect how you live? Listen to Adrian Rogers. When you were born again, you were born to win. God did not save you for a defeated life. God's plan for you, precious friend, is victory. And he has a plan for you for victory in your thought life. Tune in to learn about how to change your thought life this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. How do you celebrate faith, family, and fun? How about on eight wheels? Don't miss the next Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome, Monday, February 4th. Kenny Woods has the audience going in circles every first Monday of the month playing your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could even win a free skate night for your family. Admission is $7. Skate rental just three more. Details at SkateNRD.com. Word FM Skate Nights at Neville Rollerdrome at SkateNRD.com. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep. Real sleep. Deep sleep. The kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four-pack special. Order today you'll receive two premium my pillows along with two go anywhere pillows plus shipping is absolutely free just enter the promo code word at mypillow.com try it and if you don't absolutely love it return it within 60 days for a full refund if you've resolved to get a better night's sleep now's the perfect time to do it use promo code word at mypillow.com and make my pillow yours today that's mypillow.com promo code word being a word fm fan club member is the fastest Fast, free, easy way to access exclusive content only available to members. Easily enter contests, give us your feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Score pre-sale tickets and get exclusive seating, plus members-only discounts and loads of free stuff. Like right now, members have a chance at two tickets to the Jesus Free Cruise this June with DC Talk, including airfare. Visit wordfm.com and join for freak, uh, free today. 
We start the week off every week by going to the White House with Greg Clugston. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, our friend, how are you, sir? I'm good. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Hey. So interesting stories that came out over the weekend, and I say interesting simply because I'm not sure what to make of them. Um, Allegations that the FBI was investigating Donald Trump actually as a Russian mole? That was the New York Times story, and it, it said essentially that shortly after James Comey, who was serving as FBI director, was fired by Donald Trump, there were any number of agents at the agency who were um, looking into the president's behavior and were questioning whether or not he was acting with the best uh, interests of America in mind. And so there was this uh, this launch of an inquiry. Um, and so that was the that was the New York Times story, which the White House was quick to describe as an absurd story. Now the president, it was interesting because he appeared on a Fox News show Saturday night and was asked about this, um, and was asked point blank, yes or no, if he has ever worked on behalf of the Russian government. Oh my gosh! And he didn't answer the question yes or no, although he he in a roundabout way was, uh, you know, sort of denouncing that the question was even asked in the first place and went on to talk about his his position on Russia, but did not answer yes or no. And that led even some officials within the administration to be a little concerned that he was not as forthright as he should have been. The president today said, when asked again by reporters at the White House, I have never worked for Russia, and he went on to say it was simply a ludicrous kind of question. I see. So, Greg, this all hinges on the president and Putin meeting alone in a room. The only person who was present was the interpreter, and apparently after the interview was over, uh, President Trump asked the interviewer for her notes, so there was no record of the conversation, essentially. Right, and that was a Washington Post story, and we we had learned um, some of those uh, details back a few months ago when uh, that that meeting took place. That there was talk that there was only only the interpreter was there, and that other high level White House officials and even diplomats at the State Department were simply unaware of what was said in that meeting because you simply had the president of the U.S., the president of Russia, and then you had the interpreter there. So now there's this question. Now there's the story that the interpreter's notes were essentially confiscated by the president, and the president told the interpreter it's being reported not to discuss the contents of that meeting. That's led some Democrats on Capitol Hill now wondering whether or not they should try and subpoena this interpreter to come before Congress and testify publicly about what uh, what she knows. Okay, what was the order of operations there, though? Did did the FBI open their inquiry into whether he was working with uh, on behalf or with or under the under the compulsion of the Russian government before his one-on-one meeting with Putin or after? I believe that was before because uh, it, it came right after the Comey firing, yeah, that's what which I, thought. I believe okay. was in May of 2017. And there is even some other additional reporting today uh, based on some congressional testimony that had been privately held up until now, apparently, that uh, that even before the firing of Comey, there were some within the Justice Department or FBI that were, were just simply concerned about trying to connect some of the dots of what they saw as, as different behavior from a presidential candidate and then now president. Uh, but again, the White House said it's it's just absurd to even... You know, raise the question that the United States 
president is uh, is working uh, secretly with Moscow. I mean, to be honest, it does sound crazy to even say that, but um, we live in odd times. I just, truly, I cannot imagine this taking place. However, here we are now in another slice of history, Greg, the longest government shutdown in the history of this country with seemingly no end in sight, right? What, what are people saying inside the, inside the Beltway? Yeah, well, you're right. There, there is no end right now because both sides are very hardened in their positions. You had the president give a speech to a farmers' convention in New Orleans a couple of hours ago, and he essentially said, "Look, when it comes to border security, I'm never ever going to back down." And so, if that's <laughs> if that's any indi- indication of where he where he is on negotiations with Democrats, Nancy Pelosi and and the others. Uh, it shows that he's not ready to move, and Pelosi and company, they're not ready to move either. Um, so we, nothing really has changed on the shutdown um, and the dispute over the border wall since we talked a week ago. There had been attempts at meetings, and the president walked out on one of the meetings at the White House, and there's been this back and forth mostly through the media, but there really has been zero progress. Uh, Congress was out of town over the weekend president remained at the White House, and so Congress is just getting back into town this afternoon, and uh, there still are no new talks or negotiations scheduled right now. Right. I mean, to me, the, the scary thing is when you look at the TSA, all these people who are supposed to be involved in our security and how many other, you know, the poli- whatever is going on, there's so many people who are involved in security of the country, people are calling in sick or just not bothering to show up, there could be a catastrophe waiting to happen. Yeah, that's that's really of concern for a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of Americans. Because while you have a bulk of the federal workers affected by this shutdown working in and around the Washington D.C. area, there are any number of cities and other pockets around the country that do employ federal workers and house federal agencies. Uh, and the TSA is an example of you know obviously agents at, at airports all across this country. And so there are other industries, including the airline industry, that are being affected. But when you're talking about the safety of air travelers, when you're talking about the safety that go behind the food inspections that the government conducts, and on down the list, uh, and then you, of course, add to that the fact that these workers have not been receiving paychecks for, um, you know, for a couple of pay periods now, at least one pay period, then it's, um, it's starting to be a real pinch. Greg, before you leave us, I want to go back and talk about the uh, the Russia story again, simply to get more information from you about what the president's reaction is and and what we know about Robert Mueller. So I, we know he took over the inquiry into the president when he was appointed, which was apparently just day, according to the New York Times, days after the FBI opened uh, that inquiry. And so I'm wondering if there's any indication that he has looked more into this, and that will be part of what we find out in the next weeks. Well, that's... <laughs> Of course, that's sort of an unanswerable question, but we do see with um, some of the track record of the Mueller investigation so far in terms of indictments against Russia, um, those uh, campaign, you know, aides and advisors that had been involved with the Trump campaign, those who have pled guilty to lying um, to investigators or um, have, you know, admitted to other wrongdoing, that all revolves around their interactions with with uh, you know Russian individuals primarily, and so it does it does seem that when you add these stories with the president, when you talk about the Comey investigation, um, it, it, there is sort of this narrative, and then you you simply do look at some of the statements and actions of the president in terms of how he treats and views Vladimir Putin. 
um, even though he says he's the toughest president on Russia with his economic sanctions, um, it, it does lead you to believe that Mueller and, and his team are really zeroing in on, um, you know, obviously the, the main crux, the main question about this Russian collusion that we have heard so, so much about. Now, the president was adamant again this morning. He spoke to reporters on the South Lawn before he left for that speech in New Orleans this afternoon, and he, he repeated some of his past criticisms of the FBI and of James Comey, but he went a little further this morning. He was describing James Comey as really, um, you know, he, he was calling them scoundrels. Uh, he and other members of the FBI and the Justice Department that he has been targeting for some time, and many of whom have either been fired or have left the agency or the department. Uh, so he was calling them, you know, liars and scoundrels, and he had very harsh words to uh, describe what he continues to call a hoax that he says is completely made up. I mean, seriously, you cannot make this up. This is something that is so. And far I gotta afield. be, I gotta be honest. I'm trying to maintain an open mind, of course, um, Greg, and I, I, I know you are as well. Trying to kind of, you know, see the truth through this because the idea of the FBI opening an investigation into the president for being a Russian mole is so ridiculous. It's so crazy. It's a Tom Clancy novel, right? But some of the president's responses have been uh, so overly emotional and defensive that it just seems like there's overreaction on all sides. Right, and that that is the danger of you know letting the emotions you know fog your you know your reasoning sure. or your rationale in this, and uh, that's simply what we're trying to avoid. And um, it, a lot of these questions won't be answered until the uh, the Mueller investigation is open is over, and hopefully there will be real transparency in the revealing of the contents, the findings of the report. Uh, that they won't be classified and redacted because, uh, you know, the public is really, you know, interested after almost two years now of what the investigators actually yes. found. Hey, Greg, so when is the uh, State of the Union address? Do you know the date? Yeah, it's coming up on the 29th, so uh, two weeks from tomorrow night. Two weeks. Um, what, would, what will happen if the government is still shut down? What will that even look like or sound like? I can't imagine. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, you know, logistically how that would change, you know, the uh, the layout of of, of everything up on the hill, um, obviously there aren't as many, you know, um, I, I mean, obviously workers in, in the offices of senators and, and, and members of Congress are still working because they are unaffected by the agencies that are, are, are currently closed. So I'm not sure exactly how it would look, but it would not be a good look overall no. if you've got the, uh, you know, the two branch. Actually, you have all three branches of the government represented there because members of the Supreme Court often attend the State of the Union as well. But to have our three branches of the executive, uh, you know, federal government represented there during a shutdown wouldn't look too good. It sure wouldn't. That would certainly mm-hmm. be a first as well. Well, Greg, <laughs> interesting times. Um, you just can't uh, argue with that, can you? You really can, and we just will just uh, keep observing and reporting the best we can. Mm-hmm. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, thank you for thank your you time. Thank you so much. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 
Long before online retailers started stuffing beds into boxes, the original Mattress Factory was shaking up the mattress industry. We raised the bar on quality with our hand-built American-made mattresses and sold them factory direct for a fraction of the cost of the mainstream brands. In an industry full of gimmicks and sketchy sales tactics, the original Mattress Factory has stayed true to what we've always been. Great beds, no bull. Stop by an original Mattress Factory store or visit OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Losing business to online companies? Call us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and prescribe solutions to dramatically increase your bottom line. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Cold tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 18. It'll stay cold tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sun. High will be near 30. Coming cloudy tomorrow night, it will be 26. Then you'll see clouds and flurries on Wednesday with the high 36. More substantial snow can accumulate an inch or so in the laurels. Mixed rain and snow for Thursday with the high 36. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Okay, so we were talking about uh, Chef Boyardee raviolis. And I, to be honest, well, we were talking about several different types of pasta. Yeah. And that's the one that you guys brought up because, you know. And I said, you know. What apparently guys subsist on. As a single guy, you know, I, I ate voluminous amounts of Chef Boyardee ravioli, you know, the ravioli in a can. Now, one of our listeners, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Reitler, she, over the weekend, posted a video and it just said. On our Facebook page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's like like a message to us. It wasn't on the page itself. And all she said was, for John. And so I play the video. And it's this woman. It wasn't Michelle, but it was a video that she found. And, and a young mom. So far, we have found mm. some kind of, I don't know, bug that has, I don't know, legs. Here's another bug with legs. You can see its legs right there. And an actual larva. Okay, so that was inside the ravioli. And so she was, it was a small serving of like seven or eight little raviolis. And she said, she, the only reason she was doing this was because her son wanted them to be cut up smaller. And as she was cutting them smaller, she stumbled upon these bugs and the larva inside the ravioli. <laughs> now, Mike and I, Mike, you're a fan. You've eaten the raviolis. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they were. Okay. I'm sure they're extra high in protein. <laughs> So uh, next time you go to uh, the store, you're going to pick up yourself a can? <laughs> exactly, my friend. We're never going to eat that again. Holy smokes, no Michelle. I mean, I can't even watch the video because it grosses light. me out just hearing you guys talk about it. Right. now, I'm, this, I'm very happy that, that I have not entered into that line of cuisine. I think this is of fairly common, to be honest, that you know, there's a certain amount of 
that kind of bacteria and or food I don't stuff. Think it's, I it think can't be that. bacteria. Well, it can't be that common. I think it's pretty common. I think you'd be surprised. What's well, not bacteria or okay. they'd be out of business. <laughs> anyway, Chef Boyardee. I don't know. Maybe some of Chef Boyardee can give us a call and give us the uh, the lowdown. The other perspective. Things happen in the food chain. Take a break. Come back. Hey, listen. Switchfoot's headed to Pittsburgh at the end of February. Chad Butler, the drummer for Switchfoot, he joins us live next. 101.5 WORD with James McDonald and Walk in the Word. As you seek a refreshed personal relationship with the Lord, remove the clutter. Join Pastor James McDonald this week to learn how to be free from religion and learn what it means to be truly mindful of the presence of the Lord. But that's not all. We'll also begin a listener favorite teaching series titled Lord Change My Attitude. Refresh the heart, spirit, and mind this week on Walk in the Word. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs, too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today. And check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. My dad, a hardworking, regular blue-collar guy, a Korean War vet, a Pittsburgher, a Yinzer. He married, raised a family, and gave over 20 years of his life to one company. And that company filed for bankruptcy. I watched my mom and dad struggle at a late age, and it was tough, but they made it. For almost 30 years now, I, and now Ethan, have helped all the people that God entrusted to our management, putting together retirement blueprints, personalized, customized solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence, the way I wish that would have happened for my parents. I'm Kurt Kenotic. My company, Accurate Solutions Group, would love to help you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call 412-515-3555. 412-515-3555 or visit ASGRetire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. The market goes up and the market goes down. But one thing remains the same. Record unemployment means there are still more job openings than people to fill them. And that means you have leverage. They're vying for your attention at WordFM's virtual job fair. Visit wordfm.com slash virtual for great local companies ready to offer you an employment upgrade. Isn't it time you got a raise? The virtual job fair, where many are called, but you are chosen at wordfm.com slash virtual. 
Chad Butler's with us. Uh, he's the drummer for Switchfoot. Uh, more than 20 years, Switchfoot has been out in, uh, well, I, I don't want to call them a Christian band because they're not a Christian band. They're a band whose uh, guys are Christians. They're headed to Pittsburgh at the Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland, February 27th. It's a Wednesday evening. It's the Native Tongue Tour, the 11th album. Chad Butler, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. Hey, Chad. Um, uh, I'm reading about you, going back, of course, you know, looking for the conversation. And um, I saw this video you produced uh, um, for Father's Day where you talked about growing up on the road with your dad, Chuck Butler, from the band Parable. Um, tell us about that. I mean, that's just, you know, 1970s and driving around in a, in a Dodge van. What was all that like for you? Yeah, it's very uh, unusual, I think, to uh, grow up in a van on the road with a rock band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a uh, out of the ordinary. But, you know, I, I've always had music surrounding me, and I'm thankful for that. It's something that's just a part of my family, and and uh, my dad still plays music. We were just together at the holidays, and he was leading everybody in Christmas carols, and my kids all play music. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's in the blood. That's cool. So you're raising your kids now on the road. You know, we have been, yeah. They're they're uh, getting older now. They're teenagers. But, yeah, ever since they could uh, talk, they've been playing an instrument or trying to. And, uh, yeah, we'd bring them on tour uh, when they were little, bring them on the, the road. And, and you know, they, they really enjoyed it. I think travel is, is good for kids mm. and exposing them to new things. And, and it was it allowed us to be together, which is, is great. That's, that's, a, that's the priority. Yeah. Hey, um. For people who are, you know, um, not familiar with Switchfoot, talk about, you know, you and the early days of the band, uh, you and the Foreman brothers getting together. I mean, what was that like? Yeah, we met in uh, high school and began uh, surfing buddies, you know, here in San Diego, growing up near the beach. That was kind of all we did is surf and play guitar and and eventually ended up forming a a band in college and, and making music and just for the love of it, just the joy of writing songs and playing shows. And then eventually um, a guy named Charlie Peacock, a uh, producer from Nashville, came out and said, hey, I, I like your band, and decided to, to record us, let us make an album. And and we went on the road, and that was 20 years ago. We're still doing it today. That's so cool. What about um, you know when you guys get together? Now it's five guys in the band. Can you talk about um, a creative flow how that works um do you work yeah. together is it singular how does that whole thing you know what's that mix of the stew you know each song different um sometimes it'll be uh you know tim and i just jamming drum and bass here in the studio and you know come up with a groove and then and then john walks in and says hey let me let me try something on guitar and you know kind of spontaneously a vocal emerges and then you've got a song and other times it's you know a little bit more stripped down john will often write when we're on tour in the back of the tour bus or in the dressing room with a guitar 
jump on the piano and come up with an idea. And then, uh, you know, we'll work it out and sound check the five of us and kind of build from there and then come home to San Diego. And, and this is where we made it, our last few records. We have a studio here and, and we, we love just coming in during the day and, and approaching it like a, like a normal job. You know, you come in and put the hours in, put the time in and, and work on the music. And we love it. It's a privilege. We, we don't uh, take it for granted. I love that. Has that process changed, or how I, is a better question? How has that process changed over twenty years? That creative thing. You know, I think these days we're more willing to make mistakes and not take it so personally when you know someone doesn't like your idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, you kind of you kind of uh, grow uh, a little bit thicker skin, and you know. Um, We've all got different opinions as as musicians and artists, and you learn to respect those opinions and to listen to uh, your your peers and 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 not hang on to something so precious, you know. And I think that the group as a whole improves the art, you know, pushes mm-hmm. our, our 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 art towards excellence. And I think that's that's just the power of brotherhood and a friendship. Of, yeah, that, you know, that's gone on, that's gone on for a long ideas. time, right? So you get to yeah. de- you get to develop you get to develop trust over time. That's true. That's true. That, that that can only happen with time. That's good. Hey, we're talking to Chad Butler, Switchfoot's in town, Carnegie Music Hall in Homestead, February twenty seventh. Tickets on sale right now at druskyentertainment dot com. Druskyentertainment dot com. So, uh, Chad. Uh, you guys for years have sort of resisted the label, which I, I love, of a, you know, quote, Christian band. Can you talk about that, about, you know, the conversation you had with each other to sort of avoid that? Not to say, you know, you're not invested in Christ in your life, but not to be sort of pigeonholed into just being Christian only for a Christian audience. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's well said. I think, uh, you know, as a believer, I think my faith influences my art and all aspects of my life as a, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, and as a musician. And I think that's, that's holistic and that's, that's really how our lives should be, you know, um, not compartmentalized. And, and I guess I, I've always viewed our music that way that I don't want to put it in a box. I want it to be open and, and part of our lives and, and hopefully relatable to people from all different walks of life. That's all different backgrounds. That's good. Yeah. All right, so what's the danger? Because it's not just in music. I think regardless um, of our occupation or our calling, we can tend to put the Christian first and then the job second, as far as just, you know, kind of the naming rights. So what's the difference then in being a Christian band versus a band that's made up of Christians? Well, I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, the world doesn't need more Christian books. The world needs excellence. In, in writing and new ideas, and I, I, I believe that. I think we need excellent art, not just labeled as Christian. And, and I think that, that applies to every part of your, your life. You know, if you're, if you're a plumber, um, you know, you want to do an excellent job with the plumbing, you know, and, and not put anything in between that that would, that would maybe qualify you to someone. But no, you want to be excellent, and that's, that's your job. Yeah, that makes sense. What about what about you and, and the rest of the guys in the band dealing with this, you know, weird thing of celebrity? Does that infect your life in some way? Um, no, I think I think all of us have remained grounded um, by by nature of our 
our friendship and our community here in San Diego, you know, um, having this kind of friendship over 20 years has really uh, kept us down to earth. And, you know, our, our, our families are a big part of that. Um, our wives are incredibly supportive and, and also keeps us uh, very grounded and reminding us who we are. And <laughs> we get off stage and, and you know, it's, yeah. it's back to changing diapers and, and driving kids to school and all of that. And, that's good. And I, that's just real life, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, quite honestly, it sounds like you guys are pretty healthy. I mean, from the creative process all the way through to just what, you know, the day-to-day thing, there's, uh, there's a lot to be said for just being a healthy guy. Yeah. Switchfoot coming to Pittsburgh Wednesday, February 27th. Show starts at 8 p.m. at Carnegie Library Music Hall of Homestead in Munhall. If you're looking for tickets, and we hope you are, druskyentertainment.com. That's D-R-U-S-K-Y entertainment.com. We're talking to Chad Butler from Switchfoot. Chad, after your last tour, you guys decided to take a hiatus. Um, did you all agree on that, or was it one person pushing it, and what did it end up being like? It, it was uh, an agreed-upon decision. I mean, it was something that I think we were overdue for. You know, we came off the road, uh, see, a year and a half ago, and and just really felt like it was time to, to hit pause. You know, we've been doing a lot of touring, a lot of recording for the last 20 years, and just wanted to reset and kind of reevaluate and just be home with our, our families and invest time in, in that. And through, through the last year or so, we've found ourselves still wanting to make music just for the joy of, of songs and, and being together. And so we'd come together time to time and eventually we decided, well, you know, I think we're making our record. And, uh, and so now we've got new songs on, on this album. We want to go play them for the people and deliver them firsthand. So nice. we're hitting the road this uh this february and we'll be out in pittsburgh um see what is it the Uh, 27th 27th yeah the 27th that's cool it's gonna be nice and cold chad (laughs) i hope you're ready yeah Yeah. there's no surfing on the three rivers yeah (laughs) i said i'm ready i'll bring i'll bring a jacket yeah i promise so, hey, Chad, you know, uh, Switchfoot, known for their uh, super energetic performances. And I wonder, you know, uh, just as a drummer, you know, what's that like? <laughs> what's it like for your hands? Um, do you reach a point in your life where you go, I can't do this anymore? Or, you know, is there special care for your hands? Or how does that work? You know, <laughs> it, you know what I mean? I mean, do you have a masseuse or what? do you have, give them in a warm oh, bath? I wish. I wish. No, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of, uh, blood, sweat and tears that goes into a live show. And, um, you know, I, I carry a box of band-aids with me afterwards, you know, just, you gotta just lay it all out there. It's a rock and roll show. And, and, uh, you know, you worry about recovering later. It's, it's something that you can't, you can't, uh, be a, a prima donna about. You just gotta throw it all That's out right. there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, is there some, I mean, you must know drummers who have like, I got to retire now because I have like, you know, bad arthritis. I mean, is that even like, you know, a thing? Not, not anybody I've talked to. I mean, I, I get inspired by looking at some of the, uh, the drummers I grew up listening to, like Stuart Copeland from the police, mm-hmm. yeah. Dave Grohl, you know, those guys are still playing and, and I, I look at them and go, wow. Okay. So I, I still have time left. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell us about music that you love. Like, I, I guess I want to ask you about the music you loved. You, you, you mentioned the, you know, the police, you know, et cetera, growing up. So I want to hear about the, the people that inspired you when you were young. But I also want to hear about music that you like now, people you're into who are currently performing. Yeah, I mean, I grew up, um, my parents had a turntable with everything from the Beatles and Jimi Hendrix to Stevie Wonder, um, even, 
you know, Keith Green, some amazing songwriters. Uh, but I, I just, you know, kind of have a, a wide variety of music I listen to now. You know, um, friends we've toured with, uh, bands like, um, you know, Need to Breathe mm-hmm. and Mute Math and 21 Pilots, people that inspire me musically and, and lyrically. And, and our friends in Colony House that are coming out with us on this tour. Yeah, that's cool. So um, I remember years ago I was reading about uh, Ringo Starr, and uh, he said when he was asked to be part of the Beatles, he was excited. And, and beyond that, his only goal was to make enough money that someday he would open a hair salon. Uh, <laughs> How did he do with that? He did fine, right? So uh, there's no Ringo hair salons. But, but, but I often wonder about that, about expectations going into a situation. I mean, when you guys started out, were there expectations that you would transcend, you know, San Diego and find an audience? And it's worked out fine, obviously. But what about that that early vision and what you were thinking? You know, I think growing up in San Diego, it's not a big music town like New York or L.A. So we didn't really have those uh, examples of, you know, success in, in the music industry. Um, you know, a local band for us was a success if they could play for 100 people uh, you know, at a backyard birthday party. So we, we thought we were huge, you know, when that happened for us and in, in a backyard uh, barbecue environment. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. That's cool. Hmm. Well, Chad, thanks. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're fans and uh, really looking forward to you guys coming into town. Uh, Carnegie Music Hall is a nice little tight space. Oh, it's a beautiful little theater. You'll like it. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh, thanks. Looking yeah, looking forward, forward to it. Yeah, thanks an awful yeah, lot. Thank you, guys. Our pleasure. Chad Butler, right. Switchfoot, coming into town February 27th, Carnegie Music Hall in Homestead, druskyentertainment.com. Place to go get those tickets, druskyentertainment.com, February 27th. This is today's Entertainment Answer. A Dog's Way Home is in theaters, and Bryce Dallas Howard, who voices the cute little dog Bella, talks about the human-animal bond we all have. You know, dogs and human beings couldn't be any more different, and yet that bond is so profound and has existed for thousands of years. Truly, all stories that are about dogs and their owners are completely universal. A Dog's Way Home, rated PG, now in theaters. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep. Real sleep. Deep sleep. The kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four pack special. 
Order today. You'll receive two premium My Pillows along with two Go Anywhere pillows. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. Just enter the promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. Try it. And if you don't absolutely love it, return it within 60 days for a full refund. If you've resolved to get a better night's sleep, now's the perfect time to do it. Use promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and make MyPillow yours today. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Ah, the bull elk's bugle. One of nature's most wondrous sounds. That is not a bull elk. That's Kim. Her RV sewage tank is spewing all over her camper. Way, way out in the middle of elk country. Yep, there's an elk. And that's Kim. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. I'm Sarah Evans. Music has always been a huge part of my life. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It also helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it is never silenced. Learn more at itstartswithme.org. Happy Restaurant Week, John. Yeah, that's good. Happy, always happy to go out to eat, aren't you? Do you know me? Yeah, yeah. I'm always happy to get them. Um, so... Today begins, or did it begin yesterday? Did it begin on Sunday? Uh, the 14th. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So it's the very first day of Pittsburgh Restaurant Week. And so we always love that every year. We like to celebrate it as many ways as we possibly can. And we thought it might be fun to kind of um, get things started by talking about dives. Because, you know, we can go to the, you know, the, the best and most expensive places, you know, those are the best cuisine with the chef's table. We can do all of that. Yep. But really, what shouldn't we start out the week by just talking about dives and i mean pittsburgh is a dive type of city yeah i mean and you don't want to use the word disparagingly because you love your favorite dive yes you do and you go to the, you go to that place again and again and again so you might use the word dive in a way that's pejorative for a place you don't like but in deep love for a place that you do right so in and around the city of pittsburgh there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these little places do you have a favorite dive you guys go to? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple, actually. They're, mm. they're different. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you can call the North Park Lounge a dive. Oh, no. No, no, no. I think you can. I don't think Listen, so. Okay, let me tell you this. I've gone to the lounge since I was a kid, and for sure when I was a kid, it was a dive. Yeah. Okay, for sure it they've was. They've upgraded. Now they've upgraded. It's, it's nicer. I wouldn't call it a dive, but to me, in, my, in its heart, I believe it still is. Uh... I think it is. I mean, it's, I, a, it's okay. So it's by the definition, it's a loose term. Here. Okay, so you, I would you lovingly call it a dive, and only the original location. Yeah, not the clubhouse no, 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 or no, no, the whatever house. It has to be the original location, and you should order the soft pretzels, and you'll just be a happier person. I was with you at one time, at mm-hmm. the, and that's what. Came around the table yes. as an appetizer. That's right, because it just didn't it make you happier? Yeah, of course. So, right. you know, clearly you're not going to go to a high-end restaurant and order a soft pretzel. That's what would make a dive a dive. Yeah. Okay. So you're, I would say North Park Lounge is my number one dive. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, but I would like to include also in the breakfast category. Yes. Kelly O's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Which is on Perry Highway in the North Hills. Very nice. Okay. And there's also one in the Strip the Kelly on O's. Smallman Avenue. Mm-hmm. Smallman Street. 
Spalma Street. And uh, yeah, I would say Kelly O's, my favorite breakfast time. But I also like DeLuca's on Penn Avenue. I love DeLuca's. And uh, you could lovingly call that as well. Oh, for sure. Sure you could, yeah. I don't think you can call it anything else. <laughs> you could call it a, a tourist destination now. It's been in the movies featured, right? That's so true. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, my favorite dive in the city of Pittsburgh is Emil's Lounge, which is in I, Rankin. Okay, I don't know Emil's Lounge. It's been there forever and ever and ever. And when I tell you to dive, it is. But I'm telling you, the best Reuben, hands down, I've ever had. Is that right? Please go to Emil's. I mean, it's just one. It's just one weird, wonderful slice of food. Highly recommended. Emil's Lounge. Okay, it's on Hawkins Avenue. I think it, it, some people say it's Braddock. Some people say it's Rankin. But it, you know, it's in that area. Okay, Emil's breakfast dive, unparalleled. Ritter's, unparalleled. Right, on Bomb Boulevard. I was in there a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago, and I said, hey, um, you guys are doing reduced hours. Well, the hostess got a little upset. Well, yeah, 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 we are, but, you know, you know, we're scaling back. We're getting old here. But, you know, that's that Bloomfield area. It's an absolute area, classic. It is a classic. Highly recommended. Mike, you have a dive? Not really. If I had to guess, I'd, I'd say Franctuary. It's not really a dive, though. Oh, oh no, no. That hot dog. Franctuary, is that, that's a, is the that one a Grove in, City uh, the one, product? The Lawrenceville. Yeah, that's a, that's a good oh, dog. Oh, right on Penn Avenue yeah. there. So they've been on our, on our show. No, Butler Street. Butler Street, yeah, correct. Excellent hot dogs. Happy Frank Restaurant Week. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump took his border wall message to an annual farmers convention in New Orleans today. In a speech to farmers, the president touted his trade and farm policies, but he also made the case for building a wall on the southern border, assuring farmers that they will still be able to get the immigrant help they need. We're going to make that actually easier for them to help the farmers because you need you need these people. The president said a wall or barrier will strengthen national security, and he blamed 2020 presidential politics on the Democrats' refusal to fund the wall. Greg Clugston, Washington. The man suspected of abducting Jamie Kloss washed out of the U.S. Marine Corps after little more than a month. Jake Thomas Patterson wrote in his high school yearbook of his plans to join the Marines after graduation. But military records show he lasted only about five weeks. On Wall Street, they're down by 86 points. The Nasdaq dropped 65. This is SRN News. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then... A premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. I used to leave voicemails for myself because the only one I could trust to get something done right was me. Hey, you, it's me. Remember to order safety goggles and grab some milk on your way home. But now I use Granger. 
Granger's got the technical support you'd expect from America's number one source for industrial-grade supplies. They're in the business of helping my business. So no more talking to myself. Now, I talk to Granger Because when it comes to keeping your business running, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger for the ones who get it done. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Cold tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 18. It'll stay cold tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sun. High will be near 30. Coming cloudy tomorrow night, the low will be 26. Then you'll see clouds and flurries on Wednesday with the high 36. More substantial snow can accumulate an inch or so in the laurels. Mixed rain and snow for Thursday with the high 36. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for being along. Sun sets on a Monday afternoon here at uh, Seven Parkway Center. Kath, good to see you. Turtleneck day here at Word FM. It is turtleneck day. Mike refuses to join in. He's just a uh, party pooper. Mike, do you own a turtleneck? I don't. Last time I owned a turtleneck was in the fifth grade. Stop it. <laughs> I refuse to wear one. <laughs> Well, you'd look good in one. What is wrong with him? I don't know. Look at us. I feel sad. You'd look good in a turtleneck. Today is Organize Your Home Day. Mm-hmm. 43% of Americans apparently admit to being disorganized, and the average American wastes 55 minutes per day looking for stuff they've lost or misplaced. Come on. That, that seems that, high. That seems crazy. 55 minutes a day? That's every hashtag. day? That's fake news. I don't know. Fi- Anyway, it is a great day, they say, to toss out things you no longer use and organize your stuff. And so I'm wondering if you guys are – now, You're John, you're a neat nick. I try to be. I'm a neat nick. Mike? I'm not so much. Okay. But you're married to one. Yes. Right. See, okay. So Thank God for that's that. That's generally how it works, doesn't it? I think so, though. My husband and I are both pretty neat. Here's my problem is I long to be organized but the most important thing for me is to not have clutter. That's a big thing. And so to get cl- to get clutter free, I tend to put things in places and hide them. What do you mean by that? Like if say people are coming over 
and I see clutter oh, around, oh, I'll oh, just take oh. like the big pile of mail or stuff, whatever. It's not mail because obviously then we wouldn't, you know, if we weren't paying our bills, we wouldn't be able to survive. But I don't mean bills. I just mean stuff. Yeah, a clump of something. Right. And I just put it in a box and like just put it in the basement. And then it disappears. And then I think, well, I'll just bring it up after everybody leaves. But yeah, then yeah. I don't. And then I realize I don't really miss anything from the pile. But here's the thing. My husband, who's a musician, has a studio in the basement. So what ends up happening is I'm taking the stuff that mm. I don't want in my space and putting it in his space. Oh, that's not good. And that doesn't make him happy. And I don't blame not. him. No, that's not good at all. No. Yeah. That, it's odd that, that that clutter thing, right? There's a, sort of a, a guy-girl sort of mix. Now, my wife is generally a very neat person. However, she's been busy these last few years right. running her own small business. Right. So we've suffered as a result of that. And don't you think a lot of it is based – well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Because I don't, I don't own a garage. And I would love to have a garage because I've got all right. my garage stuff basically in my basement, which is a drag. So my basement is a little overfilled. I have to be really meticulous about right. what I put that's in there. That's smart. That's very, very good. That's a wonderful discipline. What? Being meticulous? Yeah, that you oh. have to be meticulous about what you put in there. That's wonderful. Holy smokes. Well, sometimes – and then I get a kid, an 18-year-old, who started his own eBay business. So now you go down into the basement. I've got like seven – literally 7,000 cardboard boxes and bubble wrap everywhere. So then mm-hmm. I'm – what I don't like about being neat is having to be the neat policeman. Right, because then everybody feels like you're on them all the oh, time. They come in the house, you can feel the tension. Oh, this guy's home. All of a sudden, they're like, you know, picking up their cups and saucers. Okay, Mike, do you feel that way about your wife? Because she's the neat Nick, but you're not. I, you know, first off, I'm really thankful that I married a neat freak. I mean, she's not OCD neat freak. Okay. I mean, she, she just knows how to organize well. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I love it because. Okay, if, so you don't if, feel if, like she's on you and like try it, you know. No. That's I not mean, bothersome. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm so I, yeah. This is starting to get good. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wait, we've opened up a can of worms here. <laughs> I mean, she's not like, she doesn't yell or anything. She's just like, hey, come man, on. Come on. If you walk in our bedroom right now, her left side, uh, on, on the left side of the bedroom is basically her side. It's nice and neat and yeah. organized. My side is a little bit cluttered. But she mm-hmm. tolerates it. But it's like an organized clutter. Okay. If that, right. if that so it's sense. not chaos. No, it's not. Right. It's, I'm, right. not I'm not like hoarding anything. I right. mean, isn't there like a hoarding TV show? Right, you see people. I think every orders. right reality show on whatever those state—I don't even know what station is—is is, is basically something about hoarding. So either the either Pawn Stars is a little bit about hoarding. What's the thing where you bid on the storage container? Storage Wars. Oh, storage Wars. That's Wars. that's a hoarding oh, show. Yeah. You know, that's a hoarding show. Yeah. Um, it breaks my heart. The, the new Marie Kondo show on Netflix is a hoarding show too. Marie Kondo. Hello, I'm Marie Kondo. Oh right. I I'm, I'm, I want to watch it, but I just see the trailer and I go. That's a. It seems a little crazy to me. No. Now I read her book. The life. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for the longest time. In fact, she had two books really? that were on the New York Times bestseller list at the same time. About the life changing magic of tidying up is the one that I read. Um, I have not seen the show, but Mike, you have. Yes, I love it. She also another wrote another book called Spark Joy, and she was she even earned a spot on Times 2015 Top 100 Influential Influential People list. Really? Yeah. And I love the show. Why I do you love it? I absolutely love it. Um, she makes me feel... Like dancing. Like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna dance tonight. No, she, she doesn't make you feel like like you're a bad person uh, if, if you're not a tidy person. And she, she really does help you organize within these four steps. Um, and her trick is 
only keep things that spark joy or make you feel happy in your life. If something in your home doesn't spark joy, then she believes you should thank it for its service and then get rid of it. Where does that go? To the landfill? You can either you know give it to Goodwill or throw it away. Yeah. Or donate it or whatever. Spark joy. But she's not guilting you into it. That's no. what I liked about the book, too. She's kind of inviting you to look at things in a new way without making you feel like you're a horrible person if you haven't done it already. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's really heartbreaking. When you see people who are st- stuck in the, you know, in some form of mental illness, it feels as though if you're deeply a hoarder. Right. I mean, I saw a thing the other day. There's a, there was a guy in New York City who was famous. Um, he had 300,000 books in his New York City apartment. And they show. Oh, my oh, what, a, what, a, what about the photograph of the Oxford professor that you sent me? Oh, exactly. Right. I mean, it's in fact, I tweeted it out. You can find me on Twitter, Kathy underscore word FM. There is a photograph that John sent. It'll absolutely blow you, blow your mind. It's a black and white photo of a guy who was an Oxford professor of some kind of ecclesiology. Yeah. And he had, I don't know, 30,000 books or something. And it's a photograph of his hallway. You will never, ever believe this hallway. But can you imagine walking in there and he probably would be hard pressed to want to get rid of any of those books? Just because you love it so much. Okay, so what about – see, I, I think the problem is, problem is for me and probably for most people is that you, you ascribe a sentimental value on a lot of things in your house. Yes, I agree. You know, the kids' artwork from kindergarten that's in a stack somewhere in storage. I mean, all the – my dad's photographs or this sweatshirt that I wore when I met my wife. Right. I mean, all those things. And it's hard to break the sentiment to let that go. Can I give you a a specific example? Sure. The sweater I'm wearing. Okay. I I put it on. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, you know, as I was getting ready. And I realized, if you can believe this, that I got this sweater as a Christmas gift from my aunt and uncle in 1984. (laughs) In 1984. In 1984. It looks really good. It does look good. It's it's an LL Bean sweater. It's thirty five years old. Can you believe that? What kind of laundry detergent do you use? What the <laughs> I mean, I you were in a thirty five year old sweater. I had, That's older than Mike. It is. I had not realized really how old it was until I was thinking about it, and I thought I remember I remember getting it. I was a junior. Yeah. Well, that I, sweater could talk, huh? Can, That's I mean, been around the block a few times. It, but it, it does look pretty good, doesn't it? Looks, it looks great. Not pretty good. It looks like brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but this is something that I thought of throwing out multiple times, only because of how old it was. Yeah. I thought, well, I don't really need a sweater that's that old. But I kept, no, it still looks pretty like good. It? Now I kind of like. Well, I like it because it's it's very soft. You know, it's made out of cotton. Mm-hmm. There's no wool. I cannot do wool ever at any at any place in my life. It dry. It, I I love how it looks, but it makes me so wool. itchy, and I can't stand it. And it's kind of you know stretched out by this point. And I didn't notice. Yeah. Anyway, I, so now. I'm never getting rid of it because it does spark joy. Well, now it's made an appearance on the radio, so you yeah. can never let it Thank go. Thank you, Marie Kondo. No, but, but then what happens? That's her, that's her name, right? Marie Kondo. So what happens? You die, and all of a sudden, you know, your kids are stuck with this sweater that's like 70 years old. Right, but they, but it probably won't spark joy to them. That's right. See, when my in-laws passed away a few years ago, we went out to the family farm. And, you know, they, they, there was a funeral, and then months went by. The house was sold. Then all the things. I mean, this was a, a farmhouse that had been around, you know, for over 100 years. Everybody in the family took what they wanted. Then they had an auction to, you know, the surrounding area. And then as the final 
end of it all, they brought a dumpster in. Mm. Holy smokes. I mean, it was painful. It was sad. They were, I mean, my wife would walk past the dumpster and the thing was piled high because they had owned that farm for over 100 years. Wow. Piled high with stuff. Okay, so you're saying that you will never get to that point because you're too you're too meticulous about what goes into your basement. So you're never going to get to the I, point where you need that. I mean, I think the big thing is what do we leave behind for our children to deal with? Right. I don't want to put that burden on my kids. Just let it go. So hopefully, you know, before I go, I let that stuff get out of there. Oh, for crying out loud, you're just super inspirational. No, I'm just saying. No, it is. No, you are. You're doing it the right way. Today is Organize Your Home Day. Hello, I'm Maria Kondo. Okay, Maria. All right. That makes me laugh. Okay, what's next? We salute you, John Hall. Thank you. I salute you as well. Good job. Coming up next, Life Without God. It's weird. Oh, it is weird. Gavin Ortland coming up. WORD. Working with Cross International, thousands of children in Haiti are condemned to a life of poverty because of no education. Why? Because families earning less than $2 a day can't spare money to buy shoes, school books, or supplies. They need every penny for survival. There is an answer. Word FM and Cross International, working with Christian schools, are providing an education, breaking the cycle of poverty for these children. If everybody does a little thing, at the end of the day, it does a big, a big thing. Your gift of $88 sends a child to school. 22 more feeds them lunch for a year. Now I will have a better future. Learn more now at wordfm.com slash cross. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-257-5387. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-257-5387 Imagine your business on the first page of a search engine like Google or at the top. What would that do for your bottom line? The answer is at Salem Surround, digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. 
Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Years ago, I had a car that the pistons would not fire properly. So sometimes I would have two pistons. Sometimes I'd have three, but it was, you know, it was a six-cylinder car. And I was all, you know, it just didn't operate right. There was something totally out of sync. And I think about that. I, I mourn for, you know, I mourn for people who don't have God in their lives. Because I think if you don't have God... Somehow you think that things are okay, you're still moving forward, but I think ideally there's something out of sync in people's lives who don't have God with them. Mm-hmm. Gavin Ortland is with us. Gavin's a regular on our show. Gavin is the senior pastor at the First Baptist Church of Ojai, uh, Ojai, California. He's also a terrific writer. He wrote a piece at the Gospel Coalition called Life Without God is Weird. And Gavin, life without God really is weird. Thanks for being with us. Hey, good to be with you guys. Yeah, it's an interesting way that you're looking at it, Gavin, because there are many ways to approach life, and there are many ways to approach knowledge. Um, and so people look at God, and they can you know, have an experiential thing, or they can have an apologetic moment. They, people can, be, um, can rationalize God, or they can try to, to prove elements of the fact that it's more likely that God exists or doesn't exist. And some of, you know, there are people who are called to apologetic and their pers- their particular perspective on faith, and it's invaluable. But you're writing that that's not all it is. It, we can't argue our way into belief completely. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, all of this kind of began for me with just thinking about the beauty of Christianity and the way that that can be a part of our appeal to our friends and neighbors around us. Um, I remember hearing one of my favorite apologists share his testimony once, and I so appreciated just his honesty and his sincerity. He was just saying, you know, when he before he had Christ in his life, he was just filled with anger and a sense of meaninglessness, and he was reading this existentialist literature, and he was resonating with it, and there was no sense of order in the world around him, and I really think a lot of people in our culture feel that way at, a, at greater and lesser levels of their heart and mind. There's a sense of chaos. Um, and But he shared how when he came to Christ, his, his heart filled up like a balloon inflating with joy. Mm. <laughs> and he talked about the amazing sense of, of order and meaning mm. and, and joy that came into his life. And I was actually, even though I think he's one of the best apologists I've ever heard, I found his testimony just as meaningful as his arguments. Mm -hmm. 
And I thought, boy, I think that's a way we can appeal to our friends around us by by not only giving arguments, I think that's valid and important, but also showing here's the implications for what it means for your heart, for what it means for your life. This is a much more beautiful uh, picture of the world. I know, Gavin, you and I share love for uh, C.S. Lewis, um, in particular his fiction. Now, of course, we're talking – that's a perfect example because he was the, he was a, a noted Christian apologist. And I've read a lot of his apologetics, and they're very interesting to me. But they don't – and this is, again, my personality, right? I can appreciate the apologetic and the rational argument, of course, um, and the power of that. And yet what sticks with me and the thing that makes a difference to me is when I read The End of the Last Battle – which is a, a work of fiction in the Narnia Chronicles. That's what matters to me because that is hope. And that springs not out of um, – it. it's not that it's divorced from an apologetic, but it also has imagination and hope and uh, and a, I don't a, – a perspective on the future that is beyond something explainable. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a totally valid way. I mean, all of us make decisions every day, whether it's about God or whether it's about anything in our life, where logic is not the only, you know, consideration. Um, when I married my wife, I, I thought about it logically, but that was a small piece of the pie <laughs> for why I wanted to marry her. I married her because I was in love with her, you know. And for many of the biggest decisions in our lives, it's not just logic that is driving us. And I think people in our culture are really asking questions about justice, questions about um, identity, uh, questions about meaning. And I think Christianity offers to these questions a beauty, um, something enthralling, you know, something that, that lifts up the heart. You think of Psalm 139, which talks about God's knowledge of us all and how he knows us intimately. He knows of all of our thoughts. Um, David says, it's, it's too wonderful for me to imagine. Um, all our days are written out in his in in God's book, and I think, boy, people who are walking around really um, without a sense of meaning, without a sense of identity, there's an appeal to the heart and an appeal to hope with uh, the Christian message that a passage like that offers. That it, it's not illogical; it's just in addition to the logical case. It's an additional layer to that. I think. Right, but Gavin, you know, you can talk about. Um hope or a thought or a choice, all those things. And, and it's hard to describe that without apologetics to someone to come to Christ because of that, right? I mean, you know, it's sort of like saying, I, I can make you a good meal, but until you taste the good meal, you don't really know what it is you're missing. But once I accept Christ in my life, that, that well, then, then I understand. But, right, there, there's a, a duality here that is complex that can't be presented in its entirety until you go through the process. Yeah, and this is one of the things I'm trying to uh, highlight in the, the post that I read that's on, uh, that I wrote that's on the Gospel Coalition website today, and that is that all of us, you know, we live our lives assuming certain things as, as valid, um, and, and the post I talk about are our thoughts and our rationality, um, our ability to make choices, our free will, and then our sense of hope and our desire for something transcendent, kind of like what we see uh, kind of appealed to the heart with the last battle that Kathy mentioned. And one of the things I'm trying to say in there is that if there is no God and naturalism, which is the view that there's nothing beyond nature, you know, that's how a lot of people 
either explicitly think or in our culture sometimes just implicitly lean in that way. If that's the, the way of things, it's really hard to make sense of those basic human experiences. And I don't go so far as to say, I know that you can't make sense of them. I don't actually know. I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I'll leave that for the philosophers to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would just say there's certainly very weird things to try to understand. If there's no yeah. God, and all, here we come, we just evolved, and that's it. You know, thought and rationality is just because it helped animals survive. It's just a byproduct of evolution. Um, free will is hard to, to understand. It's like, well, we're just physical beings, so our brains are making choices. Our brains are physical there's a, a, a previous set of causes that, that resulted to the present moment. Um, it's hard to know where would free will come from. And then the biggest one, I think, is the hope issue. Yeah. Where is our world going? If it's all going to wind down and there's nothing beyond nature, there's, it, I, I don't see any ultimate hope. And I think it's good to come to terms with that and just you know set that option before people as clearly as we can so that we can see the stakes of whether we believe in, in the supernatural or not. Yeah, I mean, I think about that often because when you think, well, someday, the, you know, the earth won't exist. So all the great works of literature and art and all that will, will not be known, will disappear. So what was the point of being here as we pass through here? Exactly. All, all art, literature, even the memory of those things will be gone if there's, if there's no um, afterlife and, and nothing supernatural. And in addition to that, there's also no ultimate justice. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that stings the most, because um, those who have gotten away with things in this life, there will be no accounting for that. Those who were unjustly injured in this life, there will be no recompense for that. That is a very despairing thought, and I just think, you know, in and of itself, it doesn't mean that it's not true, but it certainly adds some backbone to the, the Christian appeal um, that, boy, consider how much more of a satisfying worldview this is to both the head and the heart. If you're able to say, I actually believe, and I think there's a good reason to believe, that ultimately every wrong will be righted. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful thing to sure put our is. hope in. It sure is. Uh, Gavin Ortland is with us. Gavin's a good friend of the program. Um, he's a husband, he's a father, pastor, writer, serves as senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Ojai in Ojai, California. Blogs regularly at gavinortland.com. Gavin, I've spent a lot of time in the last uh, several months with my dad in the hospital. And um, it's interesting for me to um, kind of open myself up to different conversations with different people in different stages, whether they're people who are, you know, physicians or nurses or caregivers or people who are uh, patients or family members of patients. And hope is the one thing that unequivocally, unequivocally, every person is longing for. I mean, that is the one universal I can tell you that I have seen, is that people are longing for hope. And this is people who are believers in Jesus and people who are not. It is a universal, is that people want hope. And they will put their hope in whatever place they think that they can, that it's most readily available. But for people who are seriously ill, I've I've rarely seen any population in my whole life, wherever I've traveled, whatever, you know, group of people I've been associated with, I have rarely seen a population of people who are more ready to hear the gospel than people who are sick. Mm. 
That's a powerful point. Yeah, I, it's the um, truth. It is the it is the absolute truth because all of our other protections are stripped away, and yes. so all of a sudden, what our, else do you have? What else do you have? Exactly, and you have to face the the deeper questions of life, and um, you are not able to be numb to them. Sometimes we are when we're surrounded by comfort, and we don't have to think about them. Um, yeah, I think you're exactly right, and it, it reminds me of uh, Victor Frankl, who is a Holocaust survivor. So they're in a situation where not only sick, but they're in a very hopeless and tragic situation. And one of his famous quotes is that he who has a why to live can bear with almost any how. Hmm. Uh, and I think it's getting at the same thing you're touching on, which is the, the need for hope. Um, if you have hope, it's amazing what you can endure and how you can, you can hang on. But people who don't have hope, there's no even reason to, to live. And in the post, I, I referenced the movie The Shawshank Redemption because it, it talks about hope a lot. And, uh, and one of my favorite quotes in the movie is, hope is a good thing, maybe the best thing, and no good thing ever dies. And I just point out in the post, well, if one is a naturalist and doesn't believe in anything supernatural, it's hard to believe how that quote could be true. Right, it can't be true. Hope, hope will die. But one of the things that the gospel offers us, if Jesus really rose from the dead, boy, that's a comfort and it's a hope that will, will last forever. Yeah. So our hope is, if you don't know Jesus... That you would try it. Right? You start to explore. Ask him. Because, as Gavin says, life without God is weird. Kevin, thanks so much. We always appreciate your time here with us. It's always interesting. Uh, thank you guys so much. Always good to be with you. Thank you. Gavin Ortland from Ojai, California, First Baptist Church of Ojai, GavinOrtland.com, online. You may have to think hard about this. When was the last time you and your spouse went on a date? How about a date night where you had fun and made memories? been a while, hasn't it? Well, never fear, because the ultimate date night is near. For more than 20 years, marriage edutainers Jay and Laura LaFoon have been helping couples laugh together, sing together, and even dance cheek-to-cheek together while learning and growing closer together. The ultimate date night is a two-hour marriage experience where Jay and Laura LaFoon help couples reconnect. And whether you've been married one week or 75 years, you'll come away feeling closer to your spouse. In fact, 98% of people who attended the ultimate date night felt it added value to their marriage. We think the other 2% were in the bathroom when we took the survey. Don't miss your Ultimate Date Night coming soon. Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. To help you get started, we want to send you our free author submission kit. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us, and if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute your book online and in bookstores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It could happen, and it all starts with one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012 for your free author submission kit. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or 
or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. So call for your free author submission kit right now. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Cold tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 18. It'll stay cold tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sun. I'm going to be near 30. Coming cloudy tomorrow night, it will be 26. Then you'll see clouds and flurries on Wednesday with the high 36. More substantial snow can accumulate an inch or so in the laurels. Mixed rain and snow for Thursday with the high 36. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. I think we become so immune to the art world sticking their finger in Christian's eyes in the name of artistic license or a challenging piece of artwork. I mean, how many years ago there was, you know, the crucifix in the urine? Right. Who was that? Robert Maplethorpe. Yes. And and since that time, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a hundred sorts of artwork that are like that. And and so as Americans, and especially as Christians, you know, there's been a, a brief outrage, and then you kind of go, let's just move Whatever. forward. Okay, well, this is not the case in Israel. Three police were injured after stone-throwing Christians tried to force their way into a museum in Israel to tear down what they considered an offensive artwork. Arab Christian groups say that their work was disrespectful, accused Israeli authorities of being slow to respond to the complaints. Now, in a museum in uh, Israel, there is a something called Mech Jesus, and it is a very large crucifix which features Ronald McDonald in the guise of Jesus on the cross. And when you see it, it looks patently ridiculous, just ridiculous. It's a very large crucifix. It's hanging in a gallery. But Arab Christians would have none of it. And so they protested, and it got out of control quickly. There was tear gas, Molotov cocktails, oh, as I said, rocks. And uh, apparently the museum closed for a short period of time, a few days. But they said, uh, well, we're not going to take it down. We believe in artistic expression. It's an important way of triggering important discussions. McJesus was created by a Finnish artist and political activist, Jani Leinen himself a Christian, and is opposed to satirize how society has come to worship consumerism and capitalist thinking. Uh, this person's name, um, 
Linian, Johnny Linian, often attacks fast food companies, including in 2011 when he stole a Ronald McDonald statue and threatened to behead it if the company did not meet his demands by answering questions on its work ethics. So this is just another okay, instance. Okay, I hate censorship of the arts. I really do. I mean, I, I recognize that none of us want our belief systems challenged, but I also, ref- you know, there, there's nothing that I like or approve of when it comes to whatever religious group around the world who can't stand to have their ideas and tenets questioned. Sure. I don't want that. I absolutely don't want that. Jesus doesn't need us to defend him. I agree, 100%. Um, now, he has asked us to be, he said, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends, because a servant doesn't know his master's business, but a friend does. So we are supposed to know what Jesus is about. And of course we want to defend him, but he I think the difference is though he doesn't need us to us. defend us. He doesn't need us. So if we don't, you know, throw rocks at the museum, it doesn't mean Jesus is any less lord of the universe no. than he is now. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Nothing that anyone can do or any artist can create can change that. So I think by having that knowledge in our minds and hopefully in our hearts, that kind of keeps us from having to... Tipping over res- into outrage. Right, right. Because that... I, don't- I mean, it's ridiculous. Look, I mean, we just came through the Christmas season where the Church of Satan now has forced themselves into many states where if a nativity scene is on public land, which of course is illegal anyway, if a nativity scene is on public land, then they put the statue of Satan with the small children next to him, which is heinous. It is heinous. It's ugly. And you know what? It's just rude. Just yeah, it's a lot of things, but it is rude. It's just but again, it's someone rude. just trying to stick their thumb in someone else's right. Right there, right. it goes. It's not that we don't stand up for what we believe. It's not that we don't stand up for who we believe. I'm just saying that if we would recognize that whatever actions any human being or organization could ever do, if we realize that those actions could never change the reality of where Jesus sits or what he's accomplished, then. But of course you believe that you know that right. if you're a believer. Well, but but are you are you reminding yourself of that? And if you're reminding yourself of that, you're thinking, okay, well then my job here is to not save Jesus because Jesus is the one who saved me. He's the one with all the power. So I'm just going to sit back. And if that person who has attacked my belief in Jesus wants to have a conversation, I would love to have a conversation with that person. But I don't have to throw a Molotov cocktail. Well, at him. it's funny that they say you know Arab Christians because then you think, well, you know, when you blaspheme Muhammad, of course, holy smokes, the world falls off its axis, and then there's to be had so in some ways it, but, i don't think it's anathema or right. you know well, unique only to the arab world no i don't think i don't think it is either but so do we want do we as christians want to become that do we want to start no, like freaking no. and, out and, and when i don't Jesus, think we are yeah, i don't think we are but either. but you know we're easily offended by you know this film right, so or, stop being so offended. or the starbucks cup or so, whatever if you don't like the starbucks cup don't go to starbucks no, if you don't like the film don't go to see it i i don't know i i just i i think i am revolting against the air, the society of offense that we're in. I'm just so sick of it. Well, just, everyone's just, so precious. You can't stand to have your opinion or your belief, you know, in whatever tolerate, you know, you, you can't stand to have it attacked. Well, then stop talking or interacting with anyone else because having a belief system means it's going to be attacked by somebody. Right. And of course, and so if you get outraged, you're falling exactly into the artist hope anyway, is that you do become outraged so that there is conversation and controversy so the more people go and see the artwork. Let me say that I saw uh, one of our friends, um, Charlie Camosi, wrote an article in the New York Times this weekend. And I went on and read the article, which is well done, like all his articles are. 
I looked at the comments. Oh, please don't do now that. Now listen, if you want to just fall into the cesspool of human depravity, just look at a comment section. Don't. Anyway. You despair. All I'm saying is that people are so amped up. A hundred percent of the time, they're so angry. I don't want it. No. I don't care whether it's about art or it's about politics or it's about perspective. What? I don't want it. Take a fast, right? A Relax. fast from outrage. I think it'd be helpful for us all. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about curiosity next. I'm curious. Curiosity and artificial intelligence and us as God's holy creation. Stick around. has it been since you and your spouse got away for an evening? You know what I mean? A night where you don't have to do the cooking or wash the dishes or tell the waiting staff to go to bed. A night where you don't have to pack Cheerios and where you don't plan to run some errands on the way home. Bottom line, when was the last time you two got to just laugh together? Make room on your calendar for the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura LaFoon. You may ask, what is an ultimate date night? It's the perfect place to laugh and learn to love each other better. It's like no other marriage event you've ever been to because you'll actually enjoy it. Join us. You know you need a good laugh. Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, an ultimate evening of marriage edutainment. Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. My daughter's a student at Grove City College, and most of the students don't go back for another week and a half or so, another 10 days, 14 days. Um, but she's been back since January 3rd because she's on the swim team. Yeah. And so this is the height of their training season. So it's a short break. Right. So it's a really short break. And I got to say, I miss her a lot. And I hate the fact that our you know holidays are cut short. Um, however, I took her back up there last week. Um, actually, it's the week before last now. And I, I just got to tell you, walking into the campus, there's hardly anybody there. There's only the basketball team and the swim team. It seems largely deserted. First of all, it's wonderful to feel like your kid is still safe. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is, boy, is that a good community of students up there? I mean, these are students that are swimming Division Three. They're not swimming Division One, And Division One are the ones that have the faster times. And so you'd say, okay, well, why do you swim at Division Three? I'll tell you, you swim because you love it. Yeah. And so therefore, it is a competitive atmosphere, but it's not It's not a cutthroat atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that's, you For know, love of. It's, an, it's encouraging. There's a lot of team. There's a, And I just talked to her last night and she said, you know, as horrible and difficult as the training is, I have to say, I'm so so glad I do this. Very nice. Hey, look, we love Grove City College. My boy goes there. Kathy's daughter goes there. Look for them online. GCC.edu. Go Grove City. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the only $5 meal worthy of your appetite? Wendy's Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal. Our classic Junior Bacon Cheeseburger is now bigger. With double the fresh, never frozen beef and double the applewood smoked bacon, there's nothing junior about it except the price. Wendy's Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal comes with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5. Get the $5 Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal at Wendy's. Giant Meal, Junior Price. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep, real sleep, deep sleep, the kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now. 
pal, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four-pack special. Order today. You'll receive two premium MyPillows along with two Go Anywhere pillows. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. Just enter the promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. Try it. And if you don't absolutely love it, return it within 60 days for a full refund. If you've resolved to get a better night's sleep, now's the perfect time to do it. Use promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and make MyPillow yours today. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Just Pay Half is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Right now, get the Smokin' Hot app, a brand new app that you can use at over 40 Pittsburgh businesses. For just $25, you'll get 50 to spend at restaurants like Pasquale's Pizzeria, August Henry's, and Quiznos Subs. Get it today at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. Our next guest talks about us, human beings, as being intuition machines. That somehow, that thing that God has given us, that vibe, that mix of knowledge that's presented before us, that we grab from birth forward, creates something that is unique in the animal kingdom. Um, Jordan Munson's with us. He's got a piece in Christianity Today called Curiosity Propels My Toddler to Learn. Will Computers Ever Compare? Jordan, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah, Jordan, when people talk about AI, some get really freaked out. Like it turns into some like scary Terminator 2 thing. The end of the world. And all, right. of, a, all of a sudden I have to be, what's her name, Linda Hamilton, like mm. doing pull-ups so that I can prepare my child to fight against the oppressors. And But I also right. do, I don't want to minimize it and make it seem like that's a silly fear either. Um, but I think your article brings up kind of a different perspective on it. Let's start with the day your son saw his first shark. Right. Yeah. So he saw his first shark, and I, I used to work in Bible translation as a linguist, um, and so language was my bread and butter for years. And, and here we were, and he looked out and saw a shark, and and I thought he might be afraid of it, right? Because I, I think sharks are worth being afraid of. Yeah. And uh, I was really surprised, though. Instead, he kind of got this this look, this charmed look on his face, um, and he smiled and he, and he pointed. And what he said was, and I'll translate this out of his toddler speech, but he said. Agudalfa, which just in his little two-year-old talk at the time, we knew that that meant alligator dolphin in his his words. Hmm. Um, and so just I just thought the brilliance of it, to be able, even as a two-year-old, we never had naming games with him. We never encouraged him to make up names for things. We just taught him, you know, the real names. And for him to see a shark and call it an alligator dolphin, I thought was just such a true piece of what it means to be human, that he's creating without being encouraged to. I remember when my daughters were little and we were at the Carnegie Museum here in Oakland and there was a skull there and my daughter said, Mommy, look at that mean headbone. <laughs> and ever since then, we've called skulls mean headbones because <laughs> of I mean, that's are. what they look like, yeah, right? Yeah, they yeah. do look like mean headbones. Um, okay, yeah. so, so what did that process of naming tell you about how your son is learning? Yeah, I just, I first noted the irony of it, uh, and not to be like snarky, but I was thinking, man, all the, you know, Facebook and Microsoft and Google and the rest of them, they're all spending billions of dollars, uh, you know, Google's deep mind research. They're trying to crack this shell of true intelligence. And in, in a way, you know, 
creativity, sort of learning, they call it unsupervised learning, um, to learn without anyone sort of instructing you to, but just to sort of pick it out of the air. Uh, that's something they're desperately trying to teach computers how to do, and they're no good at it. And eventually they'll they'll get better. But I just thought, wow, what what an irony that my two-year-old is just doing this on his own, and they're spending, the brightest minds in the world are spending billions of dollars trying to con- teach a computer to just approximate the, the most bare-bones part of this process. So, Jordan, describe the process of teaching uh, a machine how to identify a shark. How does that work? Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's, it's a lot harder than I think people thought it would be back in maybe the 60s and 70s as they were projecting forward with the you know, increase of technology. Uh, but what they do is they essentially show a computer you know, through the zeros and ones. They don't actually need to show it the picture. But they'll show a computer pictures of, of sharks, and you can do this with any set of data like DNA or other creepy stuff like you know, biometrics and whatnot. You can feed a computer data and say, you know, this is a shark or this is a DNA sample. And then you, you can just feed it millions. And so, you know, it, because we're limited by uh, our appetites and our need for sleep and the number of years we live, a computer, just in a matter of seconds, can analyze more pictures of sharks than we ever could in a lifetime if that was the only thing we ever did. And, and then you can tell it. This is, this is called supervised learning where you say, hey, this is a shark. And you can feed it millions of pictures of sharks. And then you, you sort of take away the rubric and say, okay, now, is this a shark? Yes or no? And you show it pictures of other things. Uh, and that's even supervised learning, and computers are still terrible at it. They're getting better, but they're still very, they're not good at it. And it's just something that's necessary for robotics, for self-driving cars. All kinds of advances in technology are um, predicated upon a computer being able to recognize the world around it. So you talk about intuition, which is something that you say, you know, you think about all the all the universe, and that somehow us, we human beings, we have that God spark of intuition. Well, and that's some, what animal, separates. some animals have it too, though, do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I think some animals do, especially as you get into the more intelligent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or certain dogs, certain dolphins yeah. can um, kind of guess what you're going to do. Um, there's a word for it. They call it the theory of mind. There's the famous experiment done where if you have a three-year-old enter a room, let's see if I can remember how this experiment went. Um, if you show a three-year-old box of crayons and say, what do you think is in it? The three-year-old will think crayons are, are inside the box. But if you open it up and show them actually it's a chocolate, uh, well, that's, that's a surprise to them, right? That's interesting. And then if you have the three-year-old stay there and you repeat the experiment and try to see if you can trick the child's mother or father, you have the parent come into the room and you say, when the parent comes into the room, you say, what, what do you think mommy thinks is in the box? And the three-year-old will say, chocolate because they know what's in the box. The four-year-old is able to jump in. Normal, the average four-year-old is able to jump into their parents' experience and say, mm. in their own head, they realize that parent doesn't know that there's chocolate in this right. box. They just see the crayon box. They're going to think it's crayons. And there's, there's this thing that we do. And, of course, some humans never get to this. If, we're, you know, if we have autism or if we're mentally handicapped, there's certain, certain conditions will keep us from being able to jump into other people's brains and purposely forget the fact that we know just to imagine how they might be experiencing the world. Um, but that's a, it's a very unique ability. But you're right, some animals do have it as well. So then this idea of artificial intelligence, which is you know seemingly all the rage, we're a long, mm-hmm. long, long way from having machine do what we do naturally? Yeah, that's, and I think there's, there's so many competing schools of thought on that idea. Um, if you get deep into cognitive psychology, uh, neuroscience, um, you know, related fields, most of the, the high academics in those worlds think that a computer 
even if it can mimic the tasks that we do in a greater and greater number, that in a sense there won't be anybody home. They'll say, you know, you can teach a computer greater and greater algorithms and it can it can perform what looks like magic, but it'll be just as dumb as your desk stapler. Like it won't be aware of itself. Um, so there's that side of the argument. But then there's the other side is all the Silicon Valley, you know, innovator tech geniuses who treat it almost as an inevitability that computers will become conscious and sentient. And essentially, whoever gets there first wins the trillion-dollar prize because if you if you get there first, well, yeah. you got there first, and you can sell it, market it, whatever. It's a fascinating conversation. It I is. wish we had more time to get into it. Um, yeah. with the that. God spark, right? But I I agree with you. There, there's something that being us being made to be like our heavenly Father is nothing that any mm-hmm. machine could ever duplicate or replicate. Um, but it's an interesting conversation. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. That's Jordan yeah, Monson. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, previously worked on Bible translation, now currently serving as a church planning pastor in St. Paul, Minnesota. Stay with us. Much more ahead. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. The T.J. Martell Foundation, music's promise for a cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Okay, so there's a, a new kids game called Cut the Wire, a game that asks children to defuse a toy bomb. Oh, come on! Before it detonates, come on! The game on. is recommended for kids six and up. Um, there's a, a fake bomb. There's a timer. A time runs out if the player cuts the wrong wire, the toy wire cutter, the game, which resembles banded sticks of dynamite, sounds an alarm, and then an explosive noise goes forth with lights and it vibrates. Well, that's lame. Well, I mean, this is an this is sort of like a, a twist on an it's old. It's kind of like Operation. Exactly. That's kind of what I thought of, right? <clears throat> but anyway, people were so upset the game has been pulled. I mean, I get it. It, it, it you know, in these times, these well, at days, least, at least the game is diffusing a bomb, not building one. Well, that's probably the, the well, next phase. Let's give thanks for that, right? Yeah. So, d- did you have Operation as a kid? Heck yeah, I still have it. You do? <laughs> it's in my closet. The original Operation? Yeah. Do you though? It still I mean, works. it's not one of the original ones. It's yeah. one I bought when my kids were little. But okay, yeah, I still yeah. have it That's because a fun every game. little kid w- likes to play it. Kidding so if you got, you know, if we're you know babysitting someone else's kids or whatever, you always have to have Operation around. Yeah, yeah. You need that, and you need the Pop-O-Matic. Right. Oh, the Pop-O-Matic. Okay. So, so the thing with you're the surgeon, you're taking out like the leg bone mm-hmm. or the you know whatever, and if you hit the little metal on the side <clears> with a tweezer thing. 
the light on the the nose is a light. It makes a little noise, like you have failed in your operation. Right. Which is why I decided not to pursue medicine as a career. Because you were bad at operation again? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, well, actually, I was bad at several other things that mm-hmm. preempted that. Oh, I mean, I, when you were growing up, didn't you love kids' games? And yes. Didn't you love to I was play? just thinking, I was in Half Price Books today, and they had a, a uh, payday game. Payday? You remember payday? That, I loved that, mono- that game that like when Monopoly? I was a kid. It was like, well, no, it was not nearly as interesting as Monopoly. It was the the board was just a calendar and then you had as you went i can't i don't know what the point of it was but you would get to get paid yeah well (laughs) (laughs) okay all right thanks that's That's why you're in radio you're right that's a good point (laughs) but anyway so the point was to get paid but i'm not sure how what was preventing you from getting paid is what Mm -hmm. i'm saying i'm not sure what the you know i'm not sure how it how it played but i i saw the the box and i thought oh i need to get that i love that game oh i'm surprised you didn't buy it yeah I did, well, I didn't because I figured, you know, I'm struggling with my own payday. So and your think... own clutter. More stuff in the house. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. Kondo. Every... What's her name? What's the... A Marie Kondo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch that later on tonight. Yeah. Uh, maybe I will. It's it organ... sounds like something I kind of like look forward it's to. It's Organize Your Home Day. Perfect day to watch it. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.